go talk about Michigan State at Michigan on Saturday night. Spartans 21-and-a-half-point underdogs. It's going to be a, a blue out, I think. Not not a blowout. I think everyone's supposed to wear blue. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com is standing by. That's a 7.30 kick Saturday night, right, Chris? Yes, sir. ABC, just as we told you, it'd be probably about a month ago. And uh, the Ann Arbor cops aren't happy about it. I think a lot of Michigan fans probably aren't happy about it, especially the older ones. But it should be a, a pretty nice atmosphere in there on Saturday night. Uh, when that line came out at 21 and a half, was that right about what you expected? Yeah, I think so. And, uh, you know, what if you took the green and white off of there and said, hey, this is, if you just looked at the stats and, and the roster and said this is who Michigan's playing on, on Saturday, you'd say, yeah, that seems about right. Now, at the same time, right, Michigan State is 4-3 and three in the last seven against Jim Harbaugh. Somehow, Jim Harbaugh could easily, easily be undefeated in this series. It's crazy. Uh, you know what? The breaks haven't gone his way, and those generally have a way of evening out. But this is basically Michigan State's season. They've got nothing to lose. They come in here three and four and it's not going to salvage their season but i think for a lot of their fans it would if they uh, if they beat michigan that's just kind of how it is man michigan could lose this game and still have a chance to go into columbus and win the big 10 so um they've got a ton to lose so but i don't think this team is is the type that succumbs to that type of pressure or thinks about that i think these guys understand that uh you know what if you saw the penn state game for example how they responded to adversity the last two years this team has responded to adversity a lot better than the previous several years of the Jim Harbaugh reign. So I think they're going to be ready for this one. Chris Ballas of the Wolverine.com. He's ready for the game on Saturday night. What do you think are three keys for Michigan to win and three things that would concern you if you saw this on the Michigan State side? Yeah, they got to run the ball, right? And I think Michigan State's going to sell out probably the way Indiana did to and, and put the game on J.J. McCarthy's shoulders. Let's be honest, he missed some plays in that uh, Penn State game and made some plays that, that kept Penn State in it. And if he were to have a bad game and turn the ball over, then uh, that's going to even even things out a little bit. So they've got to be able to run it, and I think they will. Michigan State's a little healthier up front. I think Jacob Slade's back, a 315-pound tank in the middle there. So I think that's, uh, that's number one. Number two, like I just said, protect the ball you can't have turnovers in this game what was it 14 to 10 game uh under the under the lights the monsoon game when john o'corn was playing michigan state won the turnover battle five to nothing and only won 14 to 10 again that's going to be another equalizer and then uh the third thing i think is pass defense they've got uh jaden reed and, and uh, some other great receivers there uh, peyton thorne you know is has been inconsistent this will be probably the best defense he's played yet this year and uh, at the same time, we've seen Michigan State quarterbacks have career days against Michigan teams, you know, generally not against good Michigan teams, but we're going to see that arm punt offense, I think. It's going to be three steps and, you know what, air it out and see if uh, if they can get some over the top. So they're going to have to be prepared for that. So I think uh, if Michigan State can run the ball, uh, you talked about three other things, if they can run the ball, uh, I think that's going to make it a little trickier. I don't expect them to. I think they're, what, 81st or something like that in the country in, in rushing offense. There's no Kenneth Walker back there this year, so uh, I think that's gonna I, that would be a, that'd be a, su- a surprise. But I think you're gonna see some wrinkles, and I don't think that you're gonna see them run the ball too much. But if they do, then they're gonna have an opportunity to shorten the game. So I think that's something to watch. And, and in, but really, more than anything, you got to slow down that passing offense and those receivers. You take them out of the game, and I think Michigan wins this one handily. I said uh, Peyton Thorne would need a Rocky Lombardi like performance where he's just throwing the ball out of his mind for like 348 and three TDs for Michigan State to have any shot at winning. I don't think their defense 
is going to shut down the Michigan running game, and then Michigan can run and throw at will. I'm saying by 10, just because they could be up 17 and give up a junk touchdown. I I just line up athletes on Michigan State versus uh, Michigan, and after I get past Reed uh, and maybe Wyndham, I have a tough time finding Henderson, obviously. I have a tough time. I, I see a weighted advantage to Michigan on the athlete scale. Yeah, and I think they didn't they move Wyndham to middle linebacker. Yeah, just something? they're trying to stop the run. That's what they're trying to do. Right. Right, and you know what? It, it takes more than that. You know, you move a guy over there. It, you gotta, it takes a while to get some instincts to play that position. So, um, I think that's something that Michigan would try to take advantage of. So, I'd be surprised if they kept it within ten. If you look at the the teams that they've played, they haven't stayed within ten of of the better teams on their schedule. Minnesota's no not very good, and they got absolutely whitewashed by them at home. Uh, you look at what happened at Washington. That wasn't an eleven point game. That was closer to a, probably a three or four touchdown game before. Washington kind of went into a shell there at the end of the game. So, uh, and even I think Maryland didn't Maryland beat them by by ten points or so at least. I think maybe it was twenty seven fourteen. Even so, uh, I'd be surprised if we're that close. I think this is probably I think three touchdowns is about right. And um, you know what? But again, this is going to be one of those games where uh, and and it's, it is cliche. And Jim Harbaugh said it yesterday throughout the records. But in this game, that's absolutely true, right? There's no reason that Michigan State should be four and three against Jim Harbaugh but they are because they found a way and you have to give them credit for that no matter how it happened. The one thing I said in my opening huge opinion today and Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com is joining us. You can walk it up to kickoff and during the game and afterwards at the Wolverine.com that state has nothing to lose. Michigan's at home. It's national TV. They're top four in the country. They control their destiny back uh, to the college football playoff and another Big Ten championship. This would make state season if they beat Michigan and all the pressure, if there is any self-inflicted would be on the Michigan side. And they could always play it that way. Look at last year when they were I was just, just writing this in a co- column. They were fourth and two at midfield and uh, go for a bomb. They're down by two scores, I think 16 points at midfield late in the third quarter. They go for the bomb, I think, to read and get down to the one-yard line on a low-percentage passing play that cuts the, the deficit to one. They get the two-point conversion. If they don't make that, Michigan blows them out. And uh, you know what? They, they chucked it up, got the play, and give them credit. But that's a low-percentage play. You know, uh, Normally, you're going to see them try to, you know, a team try to pick up the two yards and keep the drive drive alive. But you know that's how they play it, wing it, and kind of a wing and a prayer type of thing. And and I think that's exactly what you'll see on Saturday. So, but uh, again, at the same time, this Michigan team seems focused, and, and more than ever, you know what? And listening to Harbaugh, even before the season started, he, he brought up Michigan State at Big Ten Media Day and said, "We want to beat Michigan State and Ohio State. That's one of our goals in the same season." And uh, they said they've been circling this one, and there's no question. And, you know, Donovan Edwards talking about uh, wanting to show no mercy and everything else in one of his recent podcasts. And uh, so they, they have their attention this year. There are no excuses. They, get, they have to win this game flat out. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider, joining us. He also is co-host of the Wolverine podcast with Doug Skeen, who will join us coming up in about 45 minutes, a former Michigan offensive lineman, late 80s, early 90s. This football team right now where they sit, even with a loss, God forbid they would lose to Michigan State from a Michigan fan perspective, they still would control their destiny like they did last year by winning out. Right. Right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and they are looking at it th- that way, though. Uh, and it's weird because 
Um, you know what? Normally it's just like, all right, well, you know, we've got Michigan State. It's a big game and everything else. But uh, last year really got their attention, everything that went wrong and, and how they lost that game that they, they certainly should have won. I think everybody agrees with that. And they were the better football team for, for most of the year. Uh, but again, stuff happens. If you play a team, you know, uh, 10 times and you're only going to lose one and that's the one you lose, that's the one that counts. And so, uh, but they understand and they're like, no, basically they said no BS this year. They want to leave no doubt and make sure that there's uh, no way that this one gets away from them. But yeah, you're right. They could, they could win out and then, uh, and play Ohio State for a Big Ten title. The interesting thing to me is that Penn State, Ohio State game. Penn State looked much better against Minnesota. That's a tough place to play. I didn't think Ohio State for that score. Anybody who looked at that score and thinks that, you know, 53-10 over Iowa was uh, an absolute butt kicking. Their offense struggled against that Iowa defense. I don't think they're going to move up and down the field against Penn State. And if you get a couple breaks, you can have a, a game like 2016 where they pulled one out uh, when they shouldn't have. And, and then if you've got a three-way tie at the end of the year, if Ohio State were to beat Michigan uh, and Penn State had beaten Ohio State, you know, we're getting ahead of ourselves here. But then you've got uh, quite the cluster there. So lots of football to be played, though. And I was just looking at the West. How bad are they, Bill? Uh, I mean, this is basically what you've got in these next five games is, is you're playing for the Big Ten Championship because I don't think there's any team in the West that's going to give anybody from the East any trouble whatsoever. This year in the West will lead to a change. And again, I don't know how they're going to do it because you need that majority vote. But I believe they're going to eliminate when USC and UCLA come, I think they're going to eliminate divisions and and do what the ACC is doing, that you play a pod group home and away for two years and you move on. You, you'll protect rivalry games and you'll play, you know, nine conference games, maybe 10 could bump up even more with the multi-billion dollar deal. But I think divisions have a couple of years left in the Big Ten before they're done. I agree. It has to, and it's terrible. It's a joke. You know, that, that game uh, is it's basically just a sacrificial lamb there uh, coming over to play the East team, especially now on that Michigan's back where, where everybody expected they'd be under Jim Harbaugh. And I wrote a column about that this this weekend. You know, I, I talked about Dabo Swinney, and you and I have talked about this in the past, about how, you know what, Harbaugh, why are they giving him so much time? Well, you saw it took Dabo Swinney six years to get Clemson where they were a national power. Now you're seeing Michigan to the point where they've got the depth, they've got everything clicking where they are a legit contender in the Big Ten. They're not just going to go to Ohio State and uh, and lay down. We're starting to see that Michigan's starting to have the talent to compete with them as well, uh, even though Ohio State's certainly talented, more talented offensively. But um, this is uh, this is going to be it's going to be interesting going forward, seeing if they can sustain it with NIL. That's another conversation for another day. But you know what, Jim Harbaugh's got this thing humming right now. And I loved your story I read at the Wolverine.com that Harbaugh wants it. He wants this game, that W, uh, because I, I think he sees Mel Tucker and his ability to recruit. Uh, he looked at what State did last year. He No State has that card they can play that, hey, Coach Tucker hasn't lost to him yet. So Harbaugh, I think, for the first time, uh, I don't know if I've ever heard a Michigan coach really say they want to beat Michigan State, it's always been they want to beat Ohio State or Notre Dame, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. And again, it comes back to you know the part of the with the breaks. So he should not be three and four in this rivalry. I think everybody would would agree with that. And uh, is there a game where a, a punt was muffed? You think? <laughs> so first time since 2015 too that uh, Sean McDonough is calling the game, and he was the one that did the. Oh yeah, Mr. Lucky Charm. 
Yeah, exactly. So, but you know what? And, and again, stuff happens, but you can tell that he wants it. And I think if they have a chance to leave no doubt on Saturday night, I think you're going to see that happen. Um, the way things have gone in this rivalry for him, if he can make a statement, he talked about Penn State. And boy, that was fun, right? This week, listening to the back and forth between Franklin and Harbaugh about the tunnel. Uh, mishap, but if he he called that one a statement game, a statement win over Penn State. I think if he has the opportunity Saturday night, I think you're going to see him try to make a statement in that one as well. Chris Ballas with Wolverine.com. We'll talk later in the week. I'll get your prediction on the game Saturday night at the Big House. Sounds great. Thanks, Bill. All right, Chris Ballas joining us on the Meyer Guest Line. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with University of Michigan Athletics.